Hello. If you're watching this, then congratulations. You have been specially chosen to be a part of the most expansive secret organization in the history of mankind. The SCP Foundation. Presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why it's called Pimocide. So, hey, welcome to episode 148 of the Orange Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host, Jacob Pixton, and to my left is the man that's been corona-free since 93, Mr. Art Trejo. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What's up, Instagram or whatever we're on, <laughs> Facebook? <laughs> so much Pod belly land. Yeah, so before we jump into the topic today, Art, damn, I can't talk today, man. Yeah, this fucking uh, isolation got me all like. I know we said it during like the Terra interview. Like anytime like I'm not socially around somebody, like I start to lose like my grip on the English language. So like if you see me get tongue tied, like I apologize. But I talked way too much last episode. That hey, like I was good talking for a whole week. So before we so, jump into the actual topic, Art, do you want to go into our sponsor? Yes. Uh, shout out to Caveman Coffee. It is our main sponsor. Sorry, I, I was trying to like <laughs> swallow my saliva and now it sounds stupid at the same time. Um, K-Man Coffee, guys, it's delicious. I had some this morning. I had the decaf. This is amazing. It tastes amazing. Um, when you guys type in 15% off at their checkout. You type in 15%? Oh, sorry. When you type in America at checkout, you get 15% off and it helps us with the, with the podcast. So if you like this podcast and you like coffee, go check out their products. They have hoodies. They have t-shirts they have coffee mugs they have nitro cold brew if you're trying to win yourself off of the energy drinks and live a healthier lifestyle which you guys should all live a healthier lifestyle there's, we need to times like this dude times like this there's you know get your immune system right get some get some natural herbs and spices in your body it's in the bible dude god gave all plants on us to use for our own health i'm paraphrasing the shit out of that passage but that's basically what's in the bible so it's scripture get some cocoa beans in your body yeah um it's delicious guys so i would highly suggest going to cavemancoffee.com checking out their inventory and once you find something you love like and gotta have it type in america at checkout and that will help them help us help everyone in the world live a happier and healthier life amen so and you can also because i'm assuming we have a bunch of new listeners because we doubled our downloads this past week probably because everybody's self-isolating and in quarantine or lockdown or whatever you want to call it or whatever so uh, with that said make sure you just follow us on all social media platforms from instagram facebook myspace tiktok whatever whatever you got 
uh, follow us on that. Um, go to our Patreon, you know, if you like what you hear or see, because we're on YouTube and Facebook Live. Um, you know, like just, what you see, man. Yeah, give us a dollar, give us five dollars, give us twenty dollars. I got a bunch of shit I got to ship out. Um, I just shipped out some stuff on Monday to a couple people that you know been with us since day one. So if you want to be in that category bracket. Just do that. And then also, too, we got a T-shirt store. T-shirt store. See, I can't talk. Man. Definitely. Uh, go to tpublic.com and search Art and Jacob Do America for sh- cool shit like this shirt I'm check wearing out, right here. Go on the Facebook Live or Instagram Live, whatever it is, and check out Jacob's shirt. It says Art and Jacob Do America. It's pretty nifty looking. Yes, and it's made out of uh, heavy cotton, so you don't have to worry about washing it twice and it fading away. Oh, yeah, like that shit. If you go to the mall and they have those, like, make a shirt, and you could, like, mm. wash it once. I have a black shirt, right? I just realized I had a shirt that said, rest in peace, Drake, on it, and I washed it once, and now I just have a plain black shirt. Yeah, you know, that because about this time last year we did a WrestleMania episode, and, like, I was super hot for Becky Lynch, right? And so me and my girlfriend, we went to that same T-shirt store, right? And there's this badass photo of Becky Lynch with, like, a bloody nose, like, looking all badass and shit. Like, she's about to fight Ronda Rousey and all this shit, right? And so I was like, man, I want that on a T-shirt. And, you know, obviously WWE is not going to have a T-shirt like that. They're a family corporation now. And so I was like, man, I'm just going to make it. So I took, like, a picture down to the mall. And he screen printed it within, like, five minutes. And, you know, I went into Hot Topic, you know, went around, looked around, you know, for whatever. And I came out and he was like, okay, it is ready to go. And it is the shittiest fucking shirt I had ever seen. Like the picture is super pixelated. Mind you, I gave him a high resolution picture of this shit. So like, I mean, there's no excuse why it should have been pixelated. And it looked like fucking somebody just slapped a sticker on a shirt. And like all of a sudden he's like, I mean, her just looking at him like, man, this, this looks like shit. And, you know, I had already paid him before he made it, which was, like, fucking my bad, right? And so I was like, I don't know if I like this, man. He goes, starting no refunds. And he, like, totally, like, shuts down shop and, like, closes, Damn. like, his window and just, like, takes off. And I'm like, man, I just got janked for $20. But I pulled it out of the uh, closet uh, the other day because, you know, I'm self-quarantined. You know, I'm cleaning up the whole house, right? And I found it and I put it in the washing machine. And literally, it looks like fucking, like, you know, like, those spin paint things or whatever? Like, oh, right, right. It just looks like tie-dye now, like the picture of, like, Becky Lynch. It's just, like, the like the ugliest piece of shit shirt I have now. So it's not even a black shirt. It's, like, a fucking black shirt that, like, got washed with, like, a gumball or some shit. Fuck, that sucks, man. Yeah. What, let me ask you a question before we get into the topic. What have you been doing in this quarantine, man? Well, I'm teleworking from work, or oh, for nice. work, right? So, um... I'm working hard <laughs> from 8 to 4.30 or whatever, but just doing a lot of shit around the house, man. Um, I redecorated the podcast room, which, you know. Looks nice, man. Yeah, it looks a, lot, a little bit cleaner, a little less cluttered. You know, so when we have guests, they have more room. Um, I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff. I sent I sent it, like, to the people that are patrons. You know, I got their um, address. I sent out a bunch of stickers, a bunch of that free shit that we get. This is collecting dust over here to the left of me and right behind Art. So I've just been sending stuff out or, you know, posting it, like, on the Facebook marketplace, you know, trying to get rid of it. But what about you, man? Um, Not much, man. But <laughs> um, one thing, I so I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast recently, right? And he had Joey Diaz on there. Oh, I love that one. So, yeah, it's a pretty recent one. It was a good episode. And, like, I started listening to Joey Diaz, and I was like, man, this guy has, like, a really calming voice. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I find his voice really calming. So I went and found his podcast. I think it's called The Church or something. Yeah. The Church and, of What's Happening. Yeah. And so, like, I love his storytelling because everything sounds like it's going to turn into something really cool. And it turns out to be, like, almost nothing. Like, he would be like, 
okay, these motherfuckers over here, they, they <laughs> won't tell me something. But then, they, well, let me tell you something, Joe. Let me tell you something, Joe. They don't make Hot Pockets. I'm from New York. I'm from the Boogie Down Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't make Hot Pockets like they do in the Bronx. If the Boogie Down Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, hearing him talk, like, because um, one of my other favorite podcasts is by Brendan Schaub. And there's one by Jesus Trejo. Like he has like a, a, a podcast or whatever where he goes and eats tacos or whatever. Mm. And so he had Brendan Schaub and Joey Diaz on there. And he was talking about fucking, um, you know, how you how people eat food or whatnot. And this is like a classic Joey Diaz-ism or whatever, right? So um, he brings up the whole like, you know, hot wings or whatever. And so he's from, you know, the Boogie Down Bronx, as, you know, Art was saying. But he was like, if, if you, I don't know what it is about people here in California eating fucking, fucking, fucking eating buffalo wings with ranch. It's either fucking blue cheese or go fuck your mother. And so, like, he says, like, everybody knows where the story is going. Like, that's the punchline, you know, like, hey, it's either blue cheese or go fuck your mother. Like, don't offer me none of that fucking ranch bullshit. Yeah. Right? But everyone's like on the tip, like on this, like on the edge of their seat, just waiting for that punchline to hit because he's so impassioned about fuck like he fucking yeah. hates ranch like it's blue cheese or go fuck your mother yeah i don't i'm not even like i don't think he's that funny but he's kind of like asmr <laughs> and like this like passionate <laughs> yelling like i don't know what he is italian uh, cuban. Cuban. cuban he's cuban oh yeah. wow uh for some reason i thought it was italian but like he just he just has that voice where like i just want to hear him say dumb shit mm-hmm. he was talking about how he was like yeah, yeah like i take a, i take a baby aspirin <laughs> <laughs> I take a baby aspirin, then I go to the park. Hey, Joe, Joe, let me tell you something, Joe. Joe Rogan. Yeah, he has Joe, to say everyone's for, Joe, like full name. You know, you know, I'm from the fucking sixties, Joe. So I can beat Corona any day I want. <laughs> like <laughs> just something like random ass shit, and he like his his fucking. It's like a riding a roller coaster with that dude's voice. He goes from like those extremes to like those really quiet, like mumbly, like. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, that's what I've been doing with my time is uh, my fucking Joey Diaz impressions. Oh, okay. Just been doing that. Eight in hours mirror? in the mirror. I've just been talking to myself <laughs> as Joey Diaz. I'll go fuck your mother. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> with that said, Art, what is this week's topic? Guys, uh, we're talking about one thing I just want to get off my chest is we talk a lot of uh, the negative things that Donald Trump has done during his administration. And he has done a couple of dumb things. You know, he started off with that whole build a wall thing, which I don't agree with. But, you know, wherever your politics land and align with, you know, that so be it. We don't have to agree, we, we, you know, but, but we have to work together. And one of the things that, you know, he's done a couple of really interesting things. He uh, launched Space Force, which, you know, was controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, he also launched the uh, Special Containment Procedure um, Foundation. Foundation? Well, yes. SCP Foundation. Yes. He, he launched that, which... That's really one of the things that we want to talk about. You know, we, we cover a lot of things that are very strange in this world. And um, this is one of the things I really wanted to focus on because, you know, I want to, you know, commend him for, for being bold and taking this stance and and really like focusing on the uh, SCP Foundation, all these things that can sneak up on you. The way coronavirus snuck up on America and, you know, we are where we are now, you know, it would be a shame if we didn't at least keep an eye on on all these other things that are happening around the world mm-hmm. um so i think it's i think it's important uh to keep an eye on them the way we are now with this foundation one of the interesting things is i was um you know doing research on this topic because again this is this is art trejo uh topic you know 101 right here and i had nothing no idea about it you know until art brought it up so i was doing my research on it and you know one of the uh stories that was being told about it was saying that like hey you know you know in the beginning 
um, you know, mankind, you know, we lived in caves and we were in fear of everything that was out there. Everything was going to kill us, you know, and, you know, eventually, you know, populations grew and, you know, we became, you know, what, you know, the world feared. But like Art was saying, you know, there's, there's still like weird shit out there. You know, we've covered, you know, weird shit, you know, like, you know, the Jersey devil and whatnot, you know, things that may or may not be real. Um, but you know, the, the, the things that we're about to talk about, these are doc, well-documented things. I mean, you can go to freedom of information act and pull up these files, you know, within the SCP foundation. And, you know, this foundation has existed, you know, for a couple of decades mm -hmm. and, um, you know, past administrations, you know, I'm not going to say who kind of pulled us away from it because, you know, it takes a lot of resources to keep this thing funded. So, you know, there's different SCPs, you know, it's a loose, you know, network, you know, across the world. Uh, but that, like Art said, you know, like we are now back in, you know, the SCP Foundation and we're ahead of the curve, you know, when it comes to the rest of the world, you know, on this. Yeah. And, and you know, so just to break it down, let me just give you a quick definition of what the SCP Foundation is. The SCP Foundation is responsible for locating, containing individuals, entities, locations and objects that violate natural law. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with that, it's, you know, it's a vague definition but at the same time that's important to be vague with this definition just because you know there are so many things in in on earth that we still don't really understand mm -hmm. and and still violate the the laws of nature mm -hmm. so even but, even like coronavirus i think at one point was part of the scp foundation but you know now it's worldwide so yeah because the actual animal that it came from you know that you know they say it was say it was a bat but you know a, a lot like you know like the jersey devil which we said you know was like that you know joe camel looking bad or whatever yeah you know they were keeping an eye on it you know oh you know on the other networks you know over in asia and whatnot but you know the scp stands for two different things you know it stands for special containment procedures mm -hmm. which you know each um anomaly you know that's what these things are called each anomaly you know starts off with an scp so it'll be scp you know one zero 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 dash two or whatever right mm. so that the scp stands for you know when it's talking about this anomaly is a uh, special containment procedures and you know the way it's written out you know again you can go to the scp foundation's website you know and the ones that are declassified you can look it up and you know it'll tell you you know what it is and how to contain it or it you know it also you know stands for you know secure contain and protect um, because what it basically is is kind of like an X Files organization, um, if you will, that you know kind of contains these anomaly anomalies. Again, mm -hmm. I've been you know without human contact for a week, yeah, yeah, so I can't talk right. And you know it it keeps it from being you know out there in the public knowledge. You know the you know the mass media and creating the, you know this public hysteria. You know we saw with the coronavirus. You know this mass hysteria. You can't even go to the store and buy toilet paper right now. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, it's important, you know, containment is important. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, those are the things. And then they break them down to, to different categories as well. Yeah. There are different SCPs. Some, some of the SCPs are actually considered to be safe. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the ca uh, classifications is safe. The second one would be a more dangerous one. Mm -hmm. uh, those are Euclid. Euclid, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Correct. And then I believe... Keter. Keter is the most dangerous one. Mm -hmm. And then, Jacob, I'm going to let you pronounce this one because I could not pronounce this one. It kind of sounds like Tamiflu, but okay, that <laughs> Tamiel. Tamiel. And um, basically what a Tamiel is, is, is uh, used. It's, an, it's, it's another SCP used to contain other SCPs. Locations, functions, and statuses are unknown only to those um, at the O5 Council. So those that's like the tippy top of the organization. Like these are your CEOs, if you will. Yeah. 
and then neutralized, mm-hmm. which at this point I think basically just means that these are no longer even really a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. But I would say we're still not in the point where we can consider uh, coronavirus something that's been neutralized at this no. point. So we wouldn't quite put it there. You know, right now it's probably closer to being in a Euclid setting right now mm-hmm. where it's not end of the world. I think Keter is the point where we would say like this is if this got out, this would be more of an end of the world type of Yeah, that's like scenario. zombie apocalypse kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, base you know, just to define these, you know, safe is easily and safely contained and is very researched, you know, that, you know, it's able to, you know, we, we if something happens you know like the common flu we know how to take care of it right uh euclid which is like b- basically most sentient beings or items because it's not just limited to you know diseases and whatnot it's also you know objects animals and people yeah uh, that can be within the scp foundation as well and then tamiel um or akita i should say is something that's like very hard to contain like there's very little known about it um and it's like you said, or like I said, it's like the zombie apocalypse. And you know, Tamils are basically other Euclids used to contain things that are about to be Keters. So yes. So for the most part, I think most of the ones that we were going to focus on are uh, closer to the um, Euclid. As far as what I've noticed, a lot of the ones that we we were talking discussing before the show all kind of landed in the Euclid. Yeah. I don't know if we had any that were Keter, but if you you know. Want us to do a Keter episode? And I think um, I, I might have one too. Oh, so, you do? Okay. Yeah. So like, um, what what I'm thinking we'll do is like I'll I'll bring up one, then you bring up one. We'll we'll kind of like yeah, definitely. We'll kind of tag team it in, if you will. Okay. So you want to start? Yeah. Okay, guys. So one of the ones that, you know, me and Jacob were in discussion before we um, sorry, I might need to burp. I've been drinking some Gatorade. All good. All right. <laughs> so um, one of the Euclids that we were discussing was uh, SCP. 049 and that you know most people refer to it as the plague doctor yeah now the plague doctor as far as what we gathered um is uh, an individual roughly about 1.9 meters in height mm-hmm. um i believe they found him in um southern france southern france right mm-hmm. so they sent in a task force to try to neutralize him at this point he had kind of spread this uh kind of a bacteria to the residents of that town which were turning almost zombie-like at some point mm-hmm. and um when when the uh, scp foundation went in to try to neutralize those very zombie-like you know remember back in florida when people were taking those bath salts or whatever yes yeah it was very similar to that the way it was described um so they were very much like in these trance-like zombie-like you know full-on strength uh, so they were neutralized uh, the plague doctor himself actually turned himself into the SCP Foundation without any like any struggle. Yeah, because I mean, he's very he was very much um, he presents himself as a man of science, and so he f- actually s- he was seeking them out uh, because he wanted to join them as uh, one of the doctors. Because um, most of the employees, I guess you could say, of the SCP Foundation are actual doctors, you know, psychologists. Um, researchers and biologists and whatnot Mm -hmm. and he actually wanted to be a part of them but you know like you were saying you know he was found because you know this small town you know in southern france you know just like had these people just running wild like they were full of bath salts and whatnot and um recently with the whole coronavirus they've been reason they've been using him a lot you know like because what he'll do is like uh is he's very calm you know very 
um, a man of science, if you will, who just, you know, he wants to find um, the end to what's called the pestilence. That's all he, yes. like, he's obsessed with it. He constantly refers to the pestilence in all of his interviews. Yeah, in every conversation as well. Like, you can be talking to him about, um, you know, the NBA shut, NBA shutting down, and then it just automatically just goes to the pestilence. Like, he's obsessed. Like, that's this is re- one of the reasons why he is, um, you know, a, an SCP is because he's just obsessed with this. And for the most part, he's docile. But when he thinks somebody is, you know, consumed by the pestilence, he goes berserk wild and it's super hard to contain him. And one of the things that they found that, it, that they were able to do to contain this person is, you know, kind of, you know, throw some lavender in his face to kind of calm him down. Um, but he knows only two languages, which is like medieval French and the King's English. So it's not like the regular English that, you know, Meghan Markle and, you know, Prince Harry, you know, or whatnot, mm-hmm. right? It's like this old school, sir, but sir, you know, kind of, um, you know, Monty Python, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you could say, uh, English, if you will. Um, but what he does when he goes berserk is he, again, he like, he will bust through some of these guards that, you know, are guarding him, which the, the one of them that I saw, you know, kind of looked like, a, you know, a more buff, like Suge Knight, if you will. And then the other one was kind of looking like Terry Crews. And yeah. um, he, like, again, like Art said, he's a very average height individual, very skinny individual. And he just berserks out, um, disables them, and he kind of does, like, this Vulcan touch to one of them. And, you know, completely, like, paralyzes one of the bodyguards, if you will. Sprints towards the person that he feels is fil- filled with a pestilence. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, starts doing what you know uh, surgery he can like however he can with his hands and somehow um creates an scp 0492 which is you know this zombie-like individual yes and that's the other strange thing about this whole thing is we don't know his identity mm-hmm. there's no no record of him prior to this he just kind of appeared and now is creating these side um scps those zombies mm-hmm. you know very very much reminiscent of that time in Florida with those bath salts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty terrifying, you know. And for he, a while, too, like, they would, um, you know, just to, you know, keep him neutralized because once he goes into that state, um, it, it's hard to get him back to, like, a neutralized state or until, you know, he turns somebody into one of those SCPs himself. And so what they would do is every week, you know, they would provide him, you know, with a live spe- um, specimen. Um, you know, for a while it was just like bovines or, you know, what they would do is they obtain like an orangutan or I'm assuming, you know, go, piggybacking off the of last episode, you know, they would get, you know, some, but some animal from, you know, Joe Exotic's zoo or whatever, yeah. right. That like a sick animal, you know, that they got, they, he has to euthanize anyways. And he would do it at his experiments and research on, and then they would have to neutralize, you know, the thing, but just to keep him, him himself, you know, I know, calm. I know for a while he was asking for human test subjects, which mm-hmm. they, Apparently they declined. You know, obviously you don't know all the all the ins and outs, all the secrets mm-hmm. that a, a government agency of this level can hold. But um, from what I read, that they've always declined his request to have human subjects mm-hmm. to experiment on. And it got so crazy with him, like wanting human subjects, because again, he's looking for the pestilence. He's not going to find it, you know, in bovines or goats or you know these orangutans from Joe Rugzotic Zoo or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so um, they they would send a doctor in to talk to him, you know, to kind of, you know, you know, peel into the mind of him, you know, again, right now they're trying to, you know, talk to him about, you know, the coronavirus, like, Hey, like in your research that you've done, you know, in France, like what have you seen, you know, to contain other pestilences? 
And so the, this doctor was talking to him about, you know, something like this. I believe it was during like the, the MERS epidemic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they were having a good, you know, back and forth conversation. I believe the, the doctor's name was Dr. Ham. And all of a sudden, Dr. Ham said something that, you know, triggered him. And he went in that straight up berserker mode. And, you know, his whole body was, you know, cut up basically like a Jeffrey Dahmer um, victim, if you will. And somehow um, he was able to get all the cameras and video footage like shut off. So they don't know how this happened, like if it was something supernatural or or what happened on that. And, you know, that goes back to the whole definition of what the SCP Foundation is, because it seems to be violating some of the laws of nature you know Mm -hmm. and and you know sometimes you have to think outside of the science that we know Mm -hmm. and i think that that's one of the things that you know not to talk shit about obama but obama was really held back by science and i really think it's important that we have someone in office right now similar to to donald trump where you can think outside of that and it's funny too because you know we gave him a lot of shit for being you know one of those presidents that you know, was full of, uh, you know, he took cues from Alex Jones, basically. So yeah. he was the first, one of the first presidents, you know, to um, embrace conspiracy theories. And for a while, you know, this was considered under the class of conspiracy theories or it's secret organizations and whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, again, kudos to him, you know, for, you know, bringing this to light and actually like Space Force, you know, actually making it a real thing for America. Yeah. People laughed when Space Force was announced or whatever it may be. But the reality is that there's so much unexplored space out there that, we don't know. And and just like coronavirus, we're caught with our pants down. We don't want to be caught with our pants down if there's another threat from outer space. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, Jacob, what's another um, SCP that you looked up? Um, another one that I looked up, well, it's actually two that I actually kind of want to get in. Oh, yeah, some. Sure. Um, one of them is a Euclid. Um, and again, like you said, the, the first one that we went over is, you know, a humanoid. Um, these things also exist in nature as well. Um, SCP-1111, so mm-hmm. four ones, right? Yeah. And then there's a, you know, a sub SCP under this, is which is SCP, you know, quadruple one dash two. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave him the nickname as Loyal Lassie, but, you know, it's, it's a class, uh, object, object class Euclids, you know, so it's not nothing that's super dangerous, but dangerous enough. So, um, it's basically um, an albino-ish German Shepherd, uh, from what they can, you know, gather. Uh, kind of like ghosts from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this big, large, you know, dire wolf with, you know, white fur and red eyes and whatnot. You know, an albino. And um, they stumbled upon it. You know, a man in, um, I believe it was Germany. Um, he stumbled upon it because what he saw was, you know, he was walking through the woods, you know, with a little Scottish terrier. And he saw, you know, this man hanging from the tree, and he's like, "Holy shit! Like, did, did somebody just commit suicide? Like, he walking through this forest, like, you know, it was like Aoki Gahara, you mm-hmm. know, check out episode like forty eight or whatever number that yeah. was, the suicide forest." Correct. You know, he just saw this like man hanging from there, and it took him by surprise. So he goes up to him, and all of a sudden, he's, you know, this dog or wolf thing like comes out of nowhere and like chases him off. And so he calls, you know, the authorities and whatnot, like, hey, you know, you know, I was in this forest and there's this guy, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's dead or, you know, if, you know, he's, you know, struggling for his life, but, you know, I couldn't get to him because, you know, there's this dog there that was, you know, that chased me off. So I couldn't help him or cut him down or anything like that. So the authorities go out, you know, to, um, you know, to investigate it and whatnot. And sure enough, they find this man, you know, they can hear him, you know, screaming and like saying, or gurgling basically like, help me, you know, there's, there's something wrong here. And so, um, you know, they go to approach the man. Is the closer that they get to him, they just hear like this growling, and all of a sudden, like 
mind you, there was like five, you know, police officers. I don't know what they call them in Germany, like the Gustavo still or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, half of them were taken out by this animal. And then, you know, the other officer that was able to get away, um, he describes it kind of kind of reminds me of like Skinwalker Ranch with the dad that shoots like that werewolf and like shoots him point blank with a shotgun. Yeah, it and, actually, a lot of this reminds me of Skinwalker Ranch. Yes, a lot of it. I'm surprised, you know, the SCPs weren't in that scan, um, discovered as um, Skinwalker Ranch. And so, you know, the, the officer says, you know, he shoots the dog point blank, you know, with his 45 Magnum and whatnot, and, like, just does not do anything to him. So, you know, he hightails it out of there, and he contacts, you know, you know his boss, and the boss contacts, you know, his upper-ups, and, you know, they contact, you know, the SCP. And so, to make a long story short, you know, th- they tried feverishly trying to get to this man that's hanging from the tree who, who is you know suffering and they just could not get to him because of this dog you know they tried everything from helicopters to tanks and everything like this dog just seems to have like lightning speed and strength and just is impervious to any kind of ammunition and so what the scp did is that they just said hey you know what instead of trying to you know to you know contain you know, this dog and, you know, a, you know, a shelter or a laboratory somewhere because they have special laboratories, you know, all over the world that where they contain some of these. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe anomalies. that there was also one I saw not to uh, pivot off that, but I did see that there was a, a lake in Canada that they had um, basically the, the lake. It's, it's red. They actually don't know. They tested it. It's very similar. The texture is very similar to actual human blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have that SCP written down, but that's one of the ones that I stumbled across where like, you know, you can't contain a lake. You can't bring a lake into custody, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but they do, you know, still falls under that SCP foundation mm-hmm. thing. And this seems to be that, I mean, there's very little known about this dog. You know, they say it's a mixture between Labrador retriever and German shepherd. Mm-hmm. It has like, these blood, shot eyes they know very little about it yeah it's basically because you can't really get too close to study it so yeah and what they had to do is is they basically contained it you know just made it um in a containment area around it i believe it was like 2.5 miles around it you know just to contain it so you know they you know uh built like a large brick wall around it so it's self-contained you know within this forest and you know they'll kind of monitor it the best as they can you know because like i said this dog's hiding everywhere you know it's hard to you know get it but from what they can tell is like they can't see that the dog eats um breathes sleeps and whatnot which i'm sure it's you know telling a big story here but Mm -hmm. you know they use weather balloons with cameras on it to monitor you know the situation and what it seems though as of today you know from video footage i believe from last night you know the guy is still there i don't know how he's still alive but again another crazy scp you know this guy guarded by you know this rabbit ass albino dog yeah it's it's nuts and these are the types of things that you know we need to really be investigating to find out what's what's causing these things you know Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you came across this one in your research uh it's scp 143 it's known as the sculpture some people call it the peanut um just because it's it's a sculpture shaped like a peanut and you know you know there's so many of these you know there's thousands of these scps we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to cover all of them in one episode but this one in particular is strange because it's technically a statue. It's uh, made from concrete and rebar. Uh, looks like it has um, Krylon brand spray paint on it, like mm-hmm. somebody spray painted it together. Um, the statue itself is pretty ordinary. It looks like there seems to be some kind of um, blood and feces smeared on it as well. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, the thing about this one is the way the SCP Foundation handles this one 
because it seems to be a very aggressive statue in, in the sense, and it sounds comical to hear that. Kind of reminds me of like Robert the Doll a little bit. Yeah, a little bit like Robert the Doll. So, and, and the, the weird thing about this one is, um, basically, it's harmless if you're staring at it. It's really the minute that you look away from from the statue itself is when it'll get closer and closer to you until the point it can get to the to the point where it can snap your neck. Oh wow! And and it, it's just a really really strange thing, you know, like. Um, most people, most people, you know, they wouldn't think twice about just seeing a statue in the corner of a room, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that's why one of these things is it's just really important for us to try to contain these things and, and protect society from, from said, said statue. Yeah. And, um, one of the things that it reminds me of another SCP actually, um, 096, um, which is also a Euclid for some reason. I don't know why they would call it a Euclid, but, um, they, they nicknamed this one, the shy guy. Yeah. The crying man, the shy guy. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, um, similar to what you were talking about, um, you nobody is allowed to see this, um, individual. Um, and you not even they they don't even keep video footage of him to monitor him in the special facility that they have in the containment. Somehow he becomes aware of people looking of him, videos of him. So we don't suggest you Google him or anything like that because for some reason he seems to be aware of people mm-hmm. seeing images of him. Yeah, and he gets transported all over the world because of this. Because what they have to use is like a specialized um, pressure chamber to you know to monitor him. You know, like when he you know because. At the heart of it, you know, he's still a human being. You know, they have to make sure he's, you know, fed and, you know, medically okay and whatnot. So they use like a special pressurized, you know, chamber uh, to be able to to make sure he's okay. But video footage, you're not allowed to look at him or photographs or anything or even in person. And the reason, and it kind of reminds me of Zero Four Nine, you know, the plague doctor, you know, because he becomes unchained as soon as he somebody um, gazes upon his face, whether it be a photograph, a video, or even in person. And so what actually ends up happening is, is he ends up like hysterically crying, um, just be, you know, like kind of like a, someone that's very low self-confidence, like just feels that, you know, that they're ugly and whatnot. And all of a sudden, within the hour, they say, he immediately just, again, berserkers out. And like, just will go through walls, go through um, steel cages that they have, or even kind of like you know in the X Men where they have, um, or not, not the X Men. I'm thinking, but um, maybe it was like Hannibal Lecter or whatever. Like they'll have like a metal. Oh yeah, yeah. Box that that, that sounds like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, it'll be like in a metal box or whatever, but somehow just berserks his way out, you know, like the fucking juggernaut or whatever, right? Yeah. And just finds this individual somehow, like with like a sixth sense or whatever, and just tears him to pieces. Like uh, one of the poor ladies, you know, got curious and whatnot and, you know, was able to sneak like a video camera in there and got a picture of his face and, you know, just took her apart limb by limb by limb. And as soon as he was done with it, walks back, you know, to a cell and then just continues on with his day. And the strange thing about this whole thing is, um, you know, it would make more sense if he was a large individual, like, mm-hmm. like the Hulk or something like that, you know. But he's a, he's a very frail-looking individual. You know, he looks. Um, I believe they said that he, he had kind of lost a lot of pigment in his skin. Mm-hmm. You know, probably from being indoors a lot and being, um, in that shy guy state. Um, but also when they tested him, he had very little traces of blood in his system. So yeah, you know it's it's kind of a total anomaly of what's going on with him. Um, just his behavior, his his physique, everything about him just seems to be very very strange. Mm-hmm. And you know, all obviously, I believe you know some of his 
crying and is screaming. It seems to be a signature calling card of, mm-hmm. of you know, when he becomes in that erratic state. And a lot of it, too, is like these, it's like a medical miracle, if you will. So it's just like, this is another important reason why, because we need to research this, you know, if it's some kind of uh, mutation. We talked about it with, you know, the Fresno nightcrawlers, you know, this could be some kind of mutated, you know, animal or even a mutated fungus, you know. What about humans? You know, like what, yeah. what if this is some kind of mutation, you know, within the, you know, the, you know, cell structure and whatnot. So scientists need to research this though, either to cure it or to use it to our advantage. You know, be, you know, you listen to Joe Rogan a lot now, yeah. you know, that's, that's my, you know, rubbing off on you here. And he always talks about stem cells, you know, how, um, Mel Gibson's dad, you know, he went to Panama and had stem cells done on him, you know, in his hips and legs and whatnot. Mel Gibson's dad was like 98 years old. You know, I think most of us at that point, you know, Hey, my dad, you know, he's on his deathbed. You know, it's time to let go. No, Mel Gibson took him down to Panama where, you know, some of these SCP Foundation cells are at. You know, this is where they discovered, you know, some of these stem cell researches mm-hmm. because of this. And, you know, to this day, like Mel Gibson's dad, like he's doing CrossFit and whatnot, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's super crazy. I mean, he's not competing like, you know, with Reebok or anything Yeah, no, like it's that. still impressive, though, to be 98 and be doing that. Yeah, I'm 35 and I can't do some of the shit yeah. like he's doing, you know, like... uh uh, the clean and jerk and whatnot, like, but at 98, he's able to do it because of the stem cell. Because, and this is why it's very important too for this SCP Foundation to exist, um, you know, out there in society. But um, maybe it's something you know in nature that allows us. Maybe this is what explains you know we um, uh, evolution. Yeah, know. evolution. Not only that, but we've um, talked. I think on one of the episodes, we uh, I think when Keith was on, we talked about uh, human animal hybrids mm-hmm. and we don't know if this is a human animal hybrid this could be something between a human and a bat something mm-hmm. like that where it needs to be nocturnal and you know its lifespan and its uh, physique it's very strange and we just don't know those what's going on with them you know you, you brought up panama there's some strange things going on down there mm-hmm. i believe they had some bungalows or something down there that were also they, the united states government didn't know how to address the bungalows because there, there seemed to be some kind of uh almost like a black hole type energy going on with them. You know, that's a whole different episode down there with, with, with these SCPs. But, you know, there's strange things all around the world mm-hmm. going on. That was one of those things that we, you know, it's, again, it's very important that we research these. And you you brought up the whole human-animal um, hybrid or whatnot. Another SCP that I was looking at um, the other day was um, SCP-682. Uh, you know, I gave it the the nickname uh, killer croc yeah, yeah um and this one is actually um object class keter um and when they get to the keter stage you know again we went from safe euclid you know these are more or less like hey we just got to contain it and study it you know for research but once it gets up to keter this is where it's just like it says right there on this uh, file like you know destroy on site um and it's because you know this thing is just a rampage you know it's it, it it destroys everything in its path and they don't know what you know neutralizes it or keeps it you know keeps it calm if you will but basically yeah. what it is um you know physically what you know people have able been able to observe is this like this 20 foot 28 foot long uh crocodilian looking thing that's about three thousand pounds so that's like two and a half basketball um uh, rims, if you will, like uh, look at a basketball rim. That's ten feet tall. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty huge. Now put two of them together plus another half of one or whatever. That's a very large crocodile. Yeah. And they spotted this. It's mostly in Australia that they spot this, but sometimes you know you'll see it in um, Malaysia and whatnot, and mm-hmm. Vietnam. They actually see some of uh, see you know sightings of them as well. But basically, we'll go into a whole village, you know, just rampages the whole thing kind of like Genghis Kong, if you will, mm-hmm. and then just return into the darkness. Kind of remind me a little bit of Jeepers Creepers, if you will. 
Um, but you know, it's almost like, just like that German shepherd that we were talking about, you know, it's almost bulletproof, like, you know, the, the military or national guard, you know, for these countries, you know, they'll, they'll see him and, you know, they'll, they'll let the fucking dogs loose, if you will, and, you know, shoot him with everything that they got and, um, pretty much escapes every time. And it seems to have an agenda though, uh, because some survivors actually say that it actually communicates with some people. Yeah. Um, and it's very, and, and one of the things that you, you, you bring that up, but also Kimono dragons, their saliva seems to have some kind of like a, kind of a venom. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes people hallucinate. And I was thinking that during this research, I was like, well, maybe it's making them hallucinate and that's why they feel like it's communicating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, I mean to interrupt, but that was one of those things that just popped into my mind right now as you were saying that. Yeah. And so one of the, um, the victims they were talking about, like, you know, it would communicate with, you know, some of its, it's prey before, you know, it would, you know, eradicate it, you know? And, um, he said that, you know, his family, you know, like it it got into his house and started just like gobbling people up and it, and, you know, was going to attack him. And he was saying in his language, like, Hey, what do you want? And he, he couldn't really make it out. And I I believe this was like in Malaysia or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. one of those like islandish fucking countries like right off of one of those places where planes go to disappear and never come back correct (laughs) and so he's like he was trying to make out what he was saying he was telling one of the scp uh, um, professors if you will he was just like he kept saying that he wanted to watch um and he just kept saying like these like initials and so what we come to think he was saying is like he wants his bet and so um we don't know what that stands for but you know he is going in a rampage looking for this bet yeah, no, it's it's pretty strange. Um, I have no idea what that could mean, but it's it's it boggles the mind to be completely honest with yeah. you. A lot of these SCPs, man, they're just they're they're insane. I'm really glad. Like, it really helps me sleep at night personally, knowing that that this is in action and you know we're funding it as we should be funding it and i have no problem having my tax dollars go to this like they they just passed like that two trillion you know stimulus bill yeah and you know we talked about it you know during the nwo nwo episode not nwa episode <laughs> where you know there's you know blocks of funding that go out that are just earmarked for you know like black water and whatnot but it's good to know that like some of that like you know blocked off funding is going to this scp foundation now yeah i mean there's there's diseases out there, you know, that we just need to address. I mean, we keep bringing up coronavirus, but it's very real. Um, SCP-008, basically known as a zombie plague, just because what it does to the human body, it basically um, turns turns living cells cells that should be dying. It brings them back to life, and it's mm-hmm. and it's it's basically puts people in this like zombie-like state. So we and they basically just turns into a zombie for about ten years before it ends up dying on their own. So we just need to do more research on these. So they have that contained. It's contained. It's about as contained as it can be right now. So you know it, it is something that that it is at the SCP Foundation right now. So it mm-hmm. is in one of its buildings. But you never know. What if that thing were to break out or anything? You know you don't know if somebody gets sneezed on at the foundation. They bring it out to their family, and all of a sudden we have another Pandemic. coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Um, what it kind of reminds me of too is kind of like Area Fifty One um, mm-hmm. when we did that episode. Um, Ed, um, Bob Lazar, he was talking about like element. I forgot what the element, element was. Element like one seventy eight or something. Yeah, like it's like some metal that like did not exist at the time, and then you know, fast forward a couple of years later, like it's something that that was actually synthesized and created or whatever. Kind of makes me think like maybe some of these SCPs, maybe that explains like Area Fifty One, like some of these anomalies that we're seeing. That hey, maybe Area Fifty One is one of those SCPs. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing. Locations. We talked about that lake that had, you know, looks mm-hmm. like it was made out of blood. Um, Skinwalker Ranch, same thing, falls underneath that mm-hmm. SEP foundation where, like, you know, the government kind of got involved in there early um, with Bigelow Airspace and all those things. But go go listen to that episode as well if you're interested in this episode. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good episode. It also makes me think of, like, the 37th parallel um, where, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happens, you know, like on, you know, that, you know, latitude line. And, you know, the, the theory is, you know, there's a bunch of, like, underground, you know, highways if you will um you know denver airport and whatnot Mm -hmm. that leads you know to secret government facilities and whatnot maybe this part of uh, old seps you know from years past if you will there's a lot of things you know giant squid have washed up on on Mm -hmm. lake shores and montauk monster montauk monster we don't we don't really know what it could be government says that this is a raccoon that just lost its skin Mm -hmm. we don't know because the montauk monster looks very similar to that crocodile we're bringing up because yeah a lot of one of the things that people bring up about the crocodile is um like its skin is falling off of it as well like it mm-hmm. it's like refuses to die like it's basically just like this like walking half living half dead crocodile creature mm-hmm. so it it's some terrifying things out there yeah and thank god you know the government you know keeping it contained you know tim kennedy i believe he's trying to get it within this foundation so yeah um we we touched on you know humanoids you know and then stuff from like the anima animalia kingdom mm-hmm. if you will uh, one of the ones too that like kind of freaked me out a little bit you know I you know I you know grew up in a haunted house um, so this one kind of you know made the hair stand up on my um, arm if you will uh, but it was SCP one one seven one they gave it the nickname of Beaumont you know because this is how this SCP re- um, refers to itself. Um, kind of like the you know the German Shepherd, you know it's kind of self-contained. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, what this one is, it's a Euclid, you know, object class, um, inhabited actually by one of the doctors from the foundation. Uh, but basically, what the SCP is is it's a two-story house built in 1958 in Queensland, Australia. Mm-hmm. Now, up until like the uh, mid 90s, it was just your average house. You know, like you know, many families you know grew up there. You know, a lot of babies were made and a lot of barbecues and whatnot. Yeah. You know, a lot of shrimp on the bobby. If you the will, average you know. Australian home. Shout out. Oh, wait, I was going to say, what's that? Never mind. One of our uh, <laughs> biggest listeners, she's in South Africa now, Australia. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, but it's this house, you know, in South uh, Queensland, Australia and whatnot. Um, but what ended up happening, like, in the mid-90s is that all of a sudden, like, they would just see condensation, like, on the windows. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter what the humidity would be outside, you know. Like, you see it, like, within the winter. You know, the windows become, you know, condensated and whatnot. And little kids write messages or hearts or, you know, if you're like me or yeah. Art, you drew a dick on the window, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Uh, but what happened was is that, you know, the one of the little girls that were living there, you know, they started, you know, writing stuff on the window. And the window started to talk back to it. And it became, you know, very hostile toward the family. Kind of reminded me of the movie Poltergeist. Yeah, that's terrifying, man. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously, you know, that family moved out. You know, another family moved in. And just a lot of crazy shit would end up happening. And, you know, it kind of opens up, you know, you've talked about it in a lot of episodes past where, you know, you talk about, you know, extra dimensional beings. And when I was doing a lot of research on, you know, Beaumont, um, they were saying like, hey, yeah, like I am, you know, in the parallel universe and I'm kind of stuck between planes right now. And this is my only method of communication, you know. And so the doctors, you know, that actually inhabit this house, like this is what they do, you know, for a living. Kind of they're self-quarantined themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they live in this house um, because they're an individual entity that, you know, Beaumont allows to live there. But he said, you know, in years past, you know, humanity was a lot more gracious, a lot more, you know, 
you know, better individuals. And so that's why he said, you know, I was stuck between this plane, but I allowed all these families to live here, you know, because they were good, upstanding individuals. But something went wrong with humanity. You know, he started talking shit about like the Internet, you know, fucking Pornhub, like just like humanity is just like morals. It's kind of like just gone out the window, you know, started getting into politics and whatnot. Yeah. And um, so he's just like, yeah, so like these families like within the mid 90s, like I just had to get them out because I just couldn't deal with them anymore. And so the doctors that live there, you know, they talk to him and whatnot. And it kind of like supports your theory. Like we had like this, you know, discussion about angels and demons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically just said, you know, hey, you know, that just can be displayed. You know, like there's bad individuals in your universe um, and there's good individuals in your universe. And the same thing like with my dimension, there's good people and bad people. We just found a way to, you know, sneak between, you know, dimensions and, you know, kind of fuck with people, if you will. And, yeah. you know, they asked, you know, Beaumont, you know, you know, are you good or are you bad? And he goes, it just depends. Yeah. that You know, it's funny you say that, that this kind of started occurring in the mid-90s. That seems to be when, like, there was a kind of a shift in, in America with television taking over, the internet started kicking in. And That's right, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer, and, you know, no offense, but, like, uh, Bill Clinton was also, you know, with his Monica Lewinsky scandal. Like, all these things just kind of started taking, you know, things that were just not seen as presidential, like, mm-hmm. were becoming normal things. And for it to happen in the in the mid nineties, it I, it doesn't surprise me that mm-hmm. you know the whole Beaumont thing, like you know we we um we've never been judged like that before, but it it's it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um. So what they did now with this one is they just kind of built like a large wall like around the home, and the only people that are allowed to go in and out are just specified doctors and professors within the SCP Foundation that Beaumont deems as good individuals. Yeah. So. Which you know makes sense. Um, the last one I had here was, um, basically another one that was, uh, classified in the Keter category. Oh. Um, it's, um, this one, actually this one was started off as safe and they moved it to Keter. Oh, wow. So, so it jumped a couple. So huh? it jumped a couple of, uh, categories there. Um, this is SCP-1048. Now SCP-1048, um, looks like your average teddy bear. There's nothing abnormal about it. Um, but it seems to have, um some kind of intelligent, uh, an intelligent design behind it. Um, and the, the thing that, that's, that's just strange to it is, for the most part, you know, back when it was classified as safe, it basically wanted to keep people happy. It would it would dance for people. It would hug uh, workers at the SCP Foundation. SCP Foundation actually just let it roam freely because oh, wow. it was boosting the morale of its employees. And so um, basically they were just letting it roam around freely. It was... It was Everything was great until one day um, they uh, saw that the um, the teddy bear was walking around giving a tour to another teddy bear that it had made itself from human ears. Oh, wow. So it was basically walking around. And then when the SCP Foundation tried to contain it, it basically let out a, a large shriek, which started to infect the the employees at the SCP Foundation started making them grow ears all over their bodies. Oh wow! And then their throats, so they couldn't breathe anymore. And so, basically, they tried to contain him. They weren't able to contain him. Uh, several months later, they noticed that there was another teddy bear walking around. So it made a third. It made a, I guess a second. Really, there's three at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, teddy bear where there was like a like a human baby inside of it. Oh, wow. And it was like trying to crawl into a woman's vagina into like 
Oh, wow. Get all up in the uterus. Yeah. So it was trying to get into the ur- uterus, and eventually, I think it killed her. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, it, it was it was terrifying. Eventually, it made another one, so there's four of them at this point. And all four are still locked in the SCP Foundation. So, you know, they're trying to contain them. I believe uh, Donald Trump said that there was going to be more funding to try to contain... <laughs> to try to... <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, g- <laughs> the jig's out. Fuck. <laughs> the jig's out. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I couldn't even go into the Ikea one. No. Sorry. Sorry. I was really trying to hold it together. I shouldn't have done the Donald Trump thing. <laughs> Anyways, I got- just keep seeing like that Ted teddy bear from fucking like that movie Ted. That fucking uh, Family Guy creator guy made or whatever. Like, yeah. Just going around and shit. Killing people. So the last one is just the machine. It's just like a robot that he made. It also kills people. Oh, uh, sh- I, I, I assume Alejandra's listening to this right now. And she's just like, it has like a gun to her mouth because she's so terrified of like this new reality. And she, she just hears this part. She's like, oh, thank God. And just puts the gun down. You're welcome, Alejandra. Right, right when you needed us to stop. <laughs> Oh god damn it, dude. Anyways, guys, um happy April Fool's Day. Yeah, man. This was <laughs> this is a good one. Um initially when you pitched the idea, I was like, this is fucking gold, you know. And then we were talking about before we were recording, like I was like, dude, thank God we like we finessed this to be like an April Fool's episode because researching this episode is like was so dry. But basically <laughs> what the real SCP foundation is is basically something that like Sp- is a spinoff of like creepy pasta. Yeah, it's just a creepy pasta thing, right? Yeah, but like I guess there's a whole like community that like writes all these like SCP Foundation like stories like that, that we just gave you. Like these are yeah. real foundations. We kind of took liberties with some of these and whatnot, yeah. inserting Donald Trump, if you will, in there and all that. <laughs> Obviously, like we hate Donald Trump, but it was just like a, a fun way to present like an April Fool's joke, if you will. But yeah, it's it's a real writing community that you know where it follows like these strict guidelines where, Hey, you know, this is what you need to put in there and this, how you need to present it. It's basically like a case file, if you will, like with the FBI, if you, uh, if you will, but Art and I, we're going to be like, Hey, let's make them, let's take the more, more realistic ones, put that at the front of the episode and just get progressively more and more (laughs) ridiculous as you go along. And then the one that I was going to go at the end was, is I guess it's called SCP, uh, 3008, where it's a never-ending Ikea. Now, anybody that's been to an Ikea knows that, like, those motherfuckers, like, you will spend your whole day in an Ikea. Like, you have two <laughs> directions you can go in an Ikea. Like, you can go right to, like, I guess, like, the basement. The one, like, that's in Burbank. You go right to the basement, and, like, that's where you just pick up all, like, the stuff you want to buy, right? Like, all the boxes and fucking dishware and towels and shit that you want to buy. Like, it's just there, like, just, like, in these, like, weird little, like, backroom bungalows, if you will. But then you can go upstairs and... And it's like this never ending, like it's, to me, it seems like this never ending spiral of like showrooms. Like, hey, this is what your bedroom would look like if it was all IKEA furniture. And it's like these really like enticing things. Yeah. And you know, you can go there like at eight o'clock in the morning, and by the time you get out of there, it's like four p.m. or whatever. Like you, you just lose your whole day in there. And so basically, what this SCP found, this SCP was, it was like it was literally like a never ending IKEA. Like people would be in there for like years and years and years, and then at night there was these other SCPs that would come out posing as um, Ikea employees. And like this civilization of people that got trapped in this Ikea had to like band together and make like this Ikea community. They would have to fight at night, 
these like IKEA employees, and they would like survive off of like Swedish meatballs and fucking the little tiramisu cakes that are in there and whatnot. There's some pretty funny SCPs. We we didn't really. I think there's some that are just like two pairs of eyeballs that walk around the SCP Foundation. Mm-hmm. Actually, the statue. I guess that's like their it's like biggest like enemy because it's basically just two eyeballs that stare at the statue, so the statue is like paralyzed. Uh huh. So I don't know. It's it's a. Uh, it's kind of wacky. The, when I posted this, I posted it on the um, the Reddit, right? The subreddit for uh, SCP Foundation. And, mm-hmm. like, right away I got a bunch of responses of, like, here are the ones you should do. Like, check out these. And I was like, all right, cool. So, like, mm-hmm. it's a very active community. People love writing these creepypastas and put, posting it as mm-hmm. as these. So, you know, it's a little bit of fan service, but also it was, like, funny as hell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> One of the cool things, too, is, is like, there's um, SCP um, Illustrated, like, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's where I got, like, most of these. Like, so they would put, like, you know, the Killer Croc versus, like, that German Shepherd. Like, what would happen, like, if this was, like, in real <laughs> life? And, like, there's, like, a little cartoon, like, of these SCPs and whatnot. And I thought that was the funniest shit, too. And I guess, like, the Killer Croc, he started, like, communicating. The reason why I got the whole BET thing, like, obviously, if anyone's seen, like, Suicide Squad, like, the actual Killer Croc, like, guy in there. Yeah. Like, when the fucking... Uh, suicide squad wins the day or whatever like you know they reward like harley quinn and whatnot and then killer croc at the end like famously says i just want to watch bet in my jail cell and so i guess the killer croc in the scp he was communicating with an ai and like all he wanted to do was like watch like married with children or some bullshit like that and i was like no we got to change this to BET right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny dude yeah there's there was another one that was just like an ai i didn't get to that one but i was just like I didn't think that one was that funny, but nah, um, that teddy bear one though. Yeah, the teddy bear one. <laughs> honestly, when I got to the part of Donald Trump putting more funny, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> God damn it! This is where Alejandro is gonna pull the plug on it. Hell yeah! So um, I know this is trying times, everybody, and I'm glad we could you know provide a little bit of laughter because after all, this is a comedy podcast. I want to shout out everybody this last week and a half or so that you know has downloaded you know our shows because basically like within the last week we've like doubled our downloads like from like the previous month which is awesome so hey guys i hope this episode made you laugh i hope so too it was it was it was a weird one to research because this is fake (laughs) so um it was weird but it was fun so yeah and then check out last year's um april fool's episode the scranton strangler so if you're a fan of the office i thought we did really good on that one as well that was that was a fun one to record yeah very realistic. That's why we're still in the um, kitchen. Kitchen, yeah. yeah so apologize for the sound quality on that one, but um, good episode nonetheless. Yeah, so. yeah. Right. Good times. Do you have anything else, man? That's it, man. Oh, tell your mommy you boo boo too. Shout out Elizabeth Jackson. Shout out Elizabeth <laughs> Warren. Shout out Nicole Smith Bosch. You know, she created um, a couple new designs for us, and um, hopefully those will make it onto the T Public. Nice. Um, if not, we'll make them into like stickers or something like that. So we're, we're starting, everything's pretty much shut down. So we're trying to figure shit out still, but. Hey, you know, we appreciate shit like that. So join the Facebook community. That's where we meet most of you fans and, you know, communicate and send memes and whatnot and laugh and joke and talk about, you know, these specific things. So, um, yeah, join that. Again, like I said at the beginning of this episode, you know, follow us on all the, you know, social media outlets. Um, Send us topic ideas. You know, I really dig that, like when people send us topic ideas. Maybe next week we might do uh, one of the topic ideas that were pitched to us in the Facebook group. The Menendez Brothers. (laughs) What was it? Something like that. Uh, We'll talk about it after the episode. (laughs) I don't want to kill the lead. But uh, with that said, everybody, shit, stay safe out there. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay positive. Stay at home. I was going to say be with your family, but just, you know, touch in with your family. 
Yeah, video conference on in. Yeah, FaceTime. That's what it's called. So that's it. Art. All right. Have a good night. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs>